A U.S. digital ID system, war or peace for Israel, the move towards global citizenship, governors fight ESG investment policies, Emmanuel Macron's European superpower, and much more in the headlines right now. Well, we'll analyze these events from a biblical perspective all while taking your calls on this open line edition of The End Time Show. Well, good afternoon, everybody. I'm Dave Robbins with End Time Ministries. Thank you so much for joining me on this edition of the end time show. Wow, is there a lot in the news and we need to talk about it and the ways that you can reach us now, we're now on Rumble. And so you can go to Rumble, pick us up, you can go to Facebook, we're on Instagram, Twitter, of course go to our website endtime.com and go to the watch tab to view all our radio and television. A lot of times people think, you know, they see us on or listen to us on the radio or see us on the web, but they don't know we're on TV. And so we're on we have a radio program, we're on the web, we do live streaming, we're on television, we have End Time Magazine, we're hitting every platform. And so you can, all of that comes, you can find it all in endtime.com. So go to our website, check it out. And of course there's uh, products, all kinds of products. There's our End Time Plus platform that you can subscribe to. It has everything that we have available, all of our DVDs, the new un Understand the End Time uh, DVD series is coming out in there and it'll be launched on Into the Age Plus first. It's going to be awesome. So we got a lot of new content coming up. We got some new faces coming up. And so uh, Into the Age Plus, go to endtime.com and check it out. Now, I am going to be taking your calls today. The number to reach me, 1-877-363-8463. Friday is always open line and it's one of my favorite uh, programs to do. And it gives you guys a chance to call in here, ask some questions, and uh, we try to come up with an answer, right? <laughs> uh, if we don't know, we'll just say we don't know. But uh, we're all walking this path together, and so we're trying to help each other, and hopefully some things that we have learned over the years we're able to help you with when you're studying Bible prophecy and things that correlate with that going on in the world, all of these crazy events. So let me go through one real quick, and then um, we'll get to the phones. The Epic Times published an article, the U.S. digital ID system proceeds to the Senate for debate. So it says, and I'm quoting from the article, a digital, identification, um, digital identity verification system could soon be set up in the United States with the legislation behind the initiative now progressing for the Senate debate. S-884 bill is known as the Improving Digital Identity Act of 2023 and was introduced in the Senate on March 21 after getting passed by the United States Senate Homeland Security and Governmental Affairs Committee. The bill calls for an interagency task force to head a combined public-private collaboration which will help all citizens more easily and securely engage in transactions online and prove who they are online. Some of the most intrusive aspects of ID technology include 
functionalities that allow governments and partnering agent agencies to track users' behaviors across time and to develop complex profiles of their identities. And these behaviors are then rewarded or punished by the governments, kind of like a social credit system in China. And so these are things that we don't want to happen here in the United States. I mean, I don't want it to be like Nazi Germany where they say, hey, papers, please. And so we want to make sure that we understand really what's going on here. We don't want a national ID in America. And really, the Real ID Act turns your driver's license into a national ID. Is that the mark of the beast? No, it's not. <clears throat> at least not at this point. Because there are two things you should never do to make sure you do not take the mark of the beast. You never put a mark of identification on your hand or on your forehead, and you never pledge allegiance to the Antichrist and his world governing system. So getting a, a national ID is just, it really starts us on this very slippery slope into a totalitarian governmental regime. We don't want that. We don't want the government being able to have all these huge profiles on people and keeping all this data and um, trying to get into your, you know, your thoughts. It's thought. Uh, manipulation and all these different things. We don't want that. And so when, when we look at things like a, un, a, a U.S. digital ID system being set up um, in America, we have resisted that. Ronald Reagan resisted it. Uh, and uh, when they come to him with a national ID, it's on congressional record that Ronald Reagan said, well, my, he, this is a quote, my God, that's the mark of the beast. And that was the end of the national ID system in America uh, during the Reagan term. So it's something that we've watched here, but I, when, when you say, well, what's really going on? I don't understand. Why would you talk about that on a Bible prophecy program, right? Because these types of things... Now, most of the world is already functioning under a, a um, national ID system. Most nations on the planet. And they are not voluntary, they're, they're compulsory. And so, how does that affect us? Here in America, end time Bible prophecy, what, what's really going on here? Well, I want to do something, I don't know if I've done this before, but in Revelation chapter 13 where it talks about the world governing body. Now, they're telling me we're having some uh, technical issues here. If you're trying to call in, um, and it says we're having some streaming issues on our platforms and different things right now. So, so for those of you that are normally watching us on our streaming platforms, looks like they're having some technical difficulties in there. Hopefully they'll get that straightened out before the end of the program. But uh, again, the number to reach me, I'll be taking your calls here after the break, 1-877-363-8463. But I wanted to comment here on Revelation chapter 13, because really that's what this is all about. It's about the end-time world government, which the mastermind behind that is Satan himself. Now, I know some people right there, some people say, well, Dave, that's conspiracy theory. I mean, come on. Satan trying to establish a kingdom here on the earth? But folks, this is reality. This is as real as it gets. And if you've never been taught these things, then you're kind of stuck. Because I'm talking about world government and being uh, 
you know, the, Satan's the mastermind behind that, and you're scratching your head going, how in the world did you get that from Bible prophecy? Well, when we come back from the break, believe it or not, I don't have a call yet. This is open line, so uh, I guess you guys want me to go ahead and, and talk. So I'm going to do that. But Revelation 13 is God revealing Satan's master plan in the end time. And when we get back from the break, I'm going to run down through Revelation 13 because we're living through this chapter as we speak. Satan's master plan for the end time. It's his effort to establish his kingdom here on the earth. And so we're going to run down through this chapter, but I'm going to read it a little differently maybe than you have ever heard it read before. And I think you're going to be, it might open your eyes to what's going on. They that understand what is taking place will instruct many. Except a man is born again, he can enter or see the kingdom of God. I don't care what label you've been given or what label you've given yourself, you are essential. You still matter. This is a journey, and when we get to the other side of that, that's where our prize is, that's where our reward is. End time is not going anywhere. Satan and the elites of this world don't want you to understand the timeline leading to the second coming of Jesus. You can pinpoint where we are in the end time understand how you fit in and be filled with hope in God's plan by watching the future according to Bible prophecy. Go to intime.com slash future or call 800 intime. That's 800-363-8463. What if you could understand Bible prophecy? Dave Robbins, the host of the End of the Age television and radio programs, is holding a free prophecy conference near you. Gain peace and understanding about what the Bible says concerning end-time prophecy. Call 1-800-END-TIME or visit endtime.com slash events for more information. Now, uh, I'm going to get to this world government chapter here, world government, world religion, the mark of the beast, but I'm going to read it a little differently than you may have ever heard it read before because I'm going to explain it as we go. But uh, I got a call here. I want to get to her real quick. Let's go to Teresa in Missouri. God bless Teresa. Welcome to the End Time Show. Yes, sir. Um, I've been listening to you for a couple of months now, yeah. and I heard the program with the Stinson guy who's got the red heifer and yes. the sacrifices are going to be restarted. Yes. Is that going to... I mean, to me, that's bizarre because, um, well, we're Christians, they're Jews. I understand the way they would do that, but yes. I don't understand why a Christian would want to help them do that, seeing right, right. how that, you know, that's kind of anti-Christ, but no. I don't know. Um, so what, I, what, is your, what is your excitement about it? I mean, because yeah, you, yeah. you had him on yes. and whatnot. Yes, that's correct. I did have him on. I'm not excited about the 
sacrifice because I believe that they need a sacrifice. I'm excited about it because it is prophetic. I know from the prophecies of the Bible that it's going to happen. And as I see these things unfold, then I'm saying, you know what, we're right here prior to the second coming of Jesus Christ. I understand as a Christian that they do not need sacrifices. They, we look back to Jesus Christ as the ultimate sacrifice for our sins on Calvary. However, because it's prophesied in the Bible that the sacrifices will resume once they build the temple, uh, just prior to the second coming of Jesus Christ, then me as a prophecy teacher, I, I absolutely have to get excited about it, not from the fact of, yes, we're going to have a sacrifice for the atonement for sin. I'm not excited about it at all, and I'll never give, right. a, I'll never give a dime to support it. But right. yet, yeah, from a biblical prophecy perspective, I mean, I'm not excited about World War III either, but right. I know it's coming. And so that's why we talk about it all the time. And that's why I had Byron Stinson on, because this, these things are leading up to the fulfillment of a very recognizable prophecy uh, and that's why, I that's why I had Byron on. Yeah, when you say it that way, I I, I don't freak out as much. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, yeah. no. I I totally agree with you, and I agree with your perspective. Um, I simply, it's simply a fulfillment of Bible prophecy for me. Uh, that's why okay, I like, get excited. Yeah. Okay. Yep. All right. Thank you very much. Absolutely. God bless you, my friend. Uh, really quick, let's go to Elizabeth in Texas. God bless Elizabeth. Welcome to the End Time Show. Hi, I was calling because I was wondering of what Malachi 4.1 means. Um, do you need me to read that to you or do you have that? No, I've got it here. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you're, so you're just wanting to know an interpretation of the verse? Yes. Okay. So uh, for everybody listening, Malachi 4.1, For behold, the day cometh, that shall burn as an oven, and all the proud, yea, all that do wickedly, shall be stubble. And the day that cometh shall burn them up, saith the Lord of hosts, and it shall leave them neither root nor branch. So are you wanting to know the timing of this? Is there something specific, or um, what, what got you confused here? Well, how is it that the proud end up burning up? Um, is there... You know, fire during Armageddon, or is this? I I just yeah. don't understand the verse. Right, right. So what happens at Armageddon is that the obviously that the Lord the God pulls up pours out his um, vials upon the armies that come down against Israel to battle, and we also know that nuclear weapons will be used in Armageddon. The Bible says in another prophecy that these are the plagues with which I will um, you come against those that come against Israel at the battle of Armageddon. I think this is Ezekiel chapter 39, 38 and 39. The Bible says that um, their eyes will consume in their sockets, their tongues will consume in their mouth. So uh, Peter prophesied that the elements would melt with a fervent heat. So that's what it's referring to. It's referring to the nuclear option that will be used at the Battle of Armageddon because a lot of people have said, well, the, the, the earth's going to be consumed with a fire at that time. But that is simply not the case because we know that the earth will be here for another thousand years after that. 
at the, and with, during the reign of God, the 1,000-year millennial reign. It is simply referring to the nuclear option that will be used at Revelation, and that's what, exactly what Peter was referring to as well, that the elements will, burnt with a will be burnt with a fire. And so that may, when you tie all the prophecies in together, it helps us to understand Malachi 4.1. Thank you. Absolutely. God bless you, my friend. Okay, so Revelation 13. When we're talking about world government, world religion, what in the world is going on today? If you understand these prophecies, if you look at all the different news articles and you're just studying, uh, you know, let's say you go to some of the Israeli news sources, some of the European news sources, and some, some here in America, <laughs> some of them I would never go to, but um, th some of the more conservative sites, occasionally I'll go to some of the liberal sites just to see what they're saying about a certain topic. But when we look at a world governing body, the United Nations, World Health Organizations, International Criminal Court, uh, World Bank, International Monetary Fund, all of these entities that are designed to govern the planet, we know there's a world government being established. But when I come on the air and I talk about a, a digital ID being, being created in the United States and we talk about world government and, and how that could eventually lead into that, this mark of the beast system. What am I talking about? Well, let me go through Revelation 13, uh, and I'll take some more calls. Whenever you guys bring them, uh, whenever you guys uh, want to call in, great, let's do it. one 363 8463 So Revelation 13, Bible says, Then I stood upon the sand of the sea. Now this is John, obviously. Then I stood on the sand of the sea and I saw a beast, a world government. Now, this is why I want to read. I want to fill in the gaps for you as we read through here. Because if you just read it, you can say, oh man, I, I know a lot of pastors that won't even teach on this because they don't understand the beasts and all these different symbolic things in the book of Revelation. But man, once you understand all this stuff, I'm telling you, it really opens up the Word of God. Now, John said, I stood upon the sand of the sea and I saw this beast, this world government, rising up out of the sea, a symbolic view of a world government. It had seven heads and ten horns. That's symbolic of the European Union. So picture what's going on here in the world, folks. The European Union. I saw a world governing body and John said, hey, there's going to be, the European Union is going to be involved. And upon his horns ten crowns, upon his heads the, name, the, um, the blasphemous name, the beast which I saw was like a leopard, so Germany is going to be involved. He sees this world governing body, a federalization of all these nations. Germany is going to be involved, the leopard. The feet is the feet of the bear, Russia. Mouth is the mouth like a lion, Great Britain. And the dragon, Satan. The Bible specifically says, I could read this like, and Satan gave him his uh, power and throne and great authority. Satan is the principal driver behind the world governing body in the earth today. So you don't have to sit and go, man, who is the one person keeping all this thing together? Satan's the mastermind. And so when we talk about these world governing entities, Satan is establishing them because he wants people to worship him. And if we go on down through here, I've got another call I'm going to take, but if we go on down through here, you're going to see where the Bible says, in the end time, people will worship the dragon. If you worship the Antichrist as one world governing system, that's going to be the same as worshiping the dragon. 
Satan. You absolutely cannot do that. That's going to be anti-God, and there's going to be some serious uh, ramifications for doing that, right? And so the Bible says, um, the dragon gave him his seat, power, and great authority. Satan, I saw one of the heads as it were wounded, one of the nations as it was mortally wounded, and, but the deadly wound was healed. That's the tearing down of the balloon wall. And after that, all the world marveled and followed after the beast, this world-governing body. So they worshiped the dragon, Satan. This is uh, Revelation 13, 4. The Bible says they worshiped Satan, who gave authority to the beast, and they worshiped the beast, saying, Who is like the beast? Who is able to make war with him? Now we're talking about the leader of the world government, the Antichrist. And so when we talk about this world governing body it, it, and everything that's being created, and then I go to a uh, a, a national ID, let's say in the United States, that's being proposed, a, a, a digital ID. All of these things, the only reason you number people is to control them. And so that's why we've resisted a national ID in America for all these years, decades and decades. Because we don't want to be controlled. We come out from under control. And King George... We signed a declaration of independence, not interdependence. But this Antichrist and world governing body, they are going to, to demand that you pledge allegiance to them. And so when we talk about national IDs and all these different things where a government can just have you under their thumb, you say, well, what's a, what's a national ID? How can they get you under their thumb? Well, it's real easy. When, when we talk about national IDs, I've been talking about central bank digital currencies and all these different things. When they can get you into a, a digital system where you can be controlled and manipulated by that, and they will know everything you do, every purchase. If everything is set up through a central bank digital currency system, they'll know everything that you spend every penny on, if, especially if we, you move off of cash and go completely into a, a digital system. And so I know there are people that will say, well, we'll never get away from cash. But I, that's what these world governing bodies would love to do. There's an entity that works with the United Nations called the Better Than Cash Alliance. Their sole reason for existence is to move people, move governments and major corporations off of cash, away from a physical currency onto a digital platform because it would be so easy for them to control individuals. Imagine if, I, if you had a bank account set up with the Dave Robbins Bank, and it was digital, and I'm sitting here watching you. I don't have time to watch any of you, but I'm sitting here watching your account, and I know where you purchase your groceries and your gas and all of your habits and everything going on. And then, but I also know that you donate to End Time Ministries, who is this conservative uh, radio talk show that deals with the prophecies of the Bible and it's exposing all this stuff. And I say, well, I really don't want you to be able to donate to them. So um, I'll just say that's an invalid purchase and program your central bank digital currency. And then you can't give to end time ministries anymore because they're reaching the world with the gospel of the kingdom of God. But I don't want you to do that in my Dave Robbins bank. That's a uh, central bank. And so I can invalidate that purchase. Now that's the level of control that they want. That is not conspiracy theory. That's the absolute truth. I've got hundreds of articles on this stuff. 
It's easily documentable. And so these are the things we're talking about. We're talking about world government, Pledge of Allegiance. They will demand that. And eventually, if I was to go through the rest of Revelation 13, we would get into an economic sanctioning system. Programming your money. And that's, I've, got a, I've got an article today from The Sociable about Christine Lagarde, uh, who is, was at a central bank meeting, a very high-level meeting, and she's saying, hey, we, don't, we're not gonna, we the, the global bankers, aren't going to be programming that. That's going to be left up to the commercial banks. She's not saying it's not going to be programmable. She's just saying, we don't have time to mess with all that. We'll let the commercial banks do it by, with direction from them. You guys see what's going on? We're living in the end time. We, this stuff is supposed to be happening just prior to the second coming of Jesus Christ. Folks, we're living here. Okay, uh, I'll get to more of it if we have a chance today. Let's go back to the phones. Um, Zachary in Arkansas. God bless Zach. Welcome to the End Time Show. Thank you very much. Appreciate your work. Yes, sir. Thank I'm you. I'm wondering if, if there's any, is there any prophecy uh, in your opinion that kind of explains or points towards this whole COVID situation that's been going on the last few years? Um, well, so Jesus Christ did say that we would see pen, pestilence or pandemics in the end time prior to his second coming. Uh, for me to go way off into, is it, you know, world government conspiracies to kill a bunch of people and all that kind of stuff? I don't know the answer to that, Zach. Um, I do know that just Jesus, G, uh, the, the Bible prophesies a world government. And the Bible also, pri uh, Jesus prophesied in Matthew 24 that we would see pestilence or pandemics in the end time just prior to his second coming. Other than that, I would have to lay out some big COVID scenario for everybody. And, uh, you know, if I don't know every nuance of it. I know a million people right. have has their opinions, but I would have to know everything behind it and to be able to document it to tie it into the prophecies of the Bible perfectly. I'm not sure I can do that. Understood. Hey, yeah. I appreciate your time. Thanks All for right. it. All Thanks right. For Thank you, my friend. Thank you for the call. Uh, let's go to, well, I'm coming up to a break. Let me hold here just a moment. Um, and, but I want to make sure everybody understands. Uh, I'm taking your calls, 1-877-363-8463. But there's a lot of things happening. I've got tons of articles here. Uh, Macron wanting to have a third uh, a superpower. Well, we know the powers, world governing powers, from the prophecies of the Bible will swing from the United States over to Europe before this thing wraps up. And the United States is creating a big void in the world governing uh, process today, the world governing endeavor, because of the weakness that is shown by President Biden. And so even our greatest ally, Israel, really feels a real hesitancy. Can we really trust the United States if we were gonna go to war with Iran or something like that? And they're talking about, hey, we need to be able to go it alone because the United States may not step in. That's what they're feeling from Joe Biden right now. And so we know that the powers will eventually, in the end time, swing over to Europe. And that will be the power base of the Antichrist before this thing wraps up. So um, after the break, we'll go right back to the phones. And then I'll go back to my end time scenario here. Uh, if we run out of call. The symbols and prophecies within the book of Revelation have perplexed Christians and unbelievers around the world. In his final work, Revelation, the unveiling of Jesus Christ part two, the late Irvin Baxter unlocks the mystery of the book of Revelation with in-depth analysis and commentary like you've never heard before. 
These comprehensive study tools, available for $299, will deepen your biblical understanding. Don't miss this special offer. Call 1-800-END-TIME or go to endtime.com. Hi, I'm Judy Baxter. When Irvin and I got married, we didn't realize that our calling would be a prophetic ministry. Since we started End Time Ministries, there have been many times we weren't sure how we would pay the bills, but God has always provided. We started with the magazine, then went on radio and TV, and now we have the Jerusalem Prophecy College in Israel and online with End Time Plus. The mission has always been to reach people with the gospel of Jesus Christ and the End Time message. Through the years, my husband would say, we will see revival like never before in the last days. We are living in the end time now. Thank you for walking this journey with us and continuing in prayer. You are a part of the team. Thank you for your generous support. It is necessary for God's purpose. The most important thing is that you are ready when the Lord comes. Our hope is to help prepare you for that day. God bless you and we love you. Welcome back, everybody, and um, let's go straight back to the phones. God bless Arthur from Missouri. Welcome to the End Time Show. Oh, hello. Yes, can you hear me okay? Yes, sir, I can. All right, so my question is Revelation thirteen eleven. Can you give some detail or explain the, uh, uh, the beast coming up out of the earth with two horns like a lamb and spoke like a dragon? Yes, sir. And... and Yes, so Revelation 13, 1 through 8 is describing the Antichrist and his world governing body. It refers to it, him as the beast. And then Revelation 13, 11 says, And I beheld another beast coming up out of the earth. He had two horns like a lamb, but he spoke like the dragon, or he will speak like the dragon. So it when you think of the lamb... Of, in the Bible, you think of, most people would say Jesus, the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world. So this mm -hmm. next beast looks like a lamb, but he speaks like the dragon. So it's going to be a religious figure. Now I know I can tie religious uh, Revelation 17 and 18 and other scriptures into this that let us know this is the Revelation 11 or 13, 11 through 15 is the prophecy of the end time world religious system. This is talking about the leader of that entity, which will be the false prophet. The Bible says he looks like a lamb, but he speaks like the dragon. So the false prophet will be the most recognizable religious figure on the planet. And people will say, well, this guy's got it all together. He's a, he's a, he looks like a religious figure. He's, he looks the part. He's a very revered individual. Here's the problem, though. Even though he seems religious... He's going to be speaking like Satan. He'll, he will have a very deceptive message. And that's what this is referring to here. The Bible says Satan's the father of all liars. The truth is not in him. Well, he's going to be speaking Satan's message. And even though people think that they're going to be saved under this individual, they will in fact be lost. And that what a travesty that will be um, is to think you're saved when you're lost. And so this individual here, that's going to be his goal. His goal is going to be to, get, to rally all the religions in support of them to pledge allegiance to the Antichrist and his world governing body. If you go to the next scripture, 
Revelation 13, 12, it says, And he exercises all the power of the first beast, the Antichrist and the world governing body, which they get their power from Satan. And he causes the earth and them that dwell therein to worship the first beast whose deadly wound was healed. So the goal of this end time world religion is to gather the religions of the world together under one belief system or one global ethic and then get them to pledge allegiance to this Antichrist and a world governing body, you know, to, to support his edicts. Um, and we see that happening right now. We see interfaith movements that are getting the religions that they've gathered together to support the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals and to buy into human-induced global warming, which leads to climate change and all these different things. So we're seeing these scriptures play out right before our very eyes, Arthur. Oh, praise the Lord. Um, yeah, so it sounds like he's tied into Mystery Babylon. Yeah, absolutely. He will be the leader of it. I see. Yes. And uh, he has great power. It sounds like he uh, controls all the satellites or the UFOs by calling fire down from heaven. You know? <laughs> well, I don't. I, I mean, I, we'll have to see how that happens. I, I don't know yeah. the answer to that at this point. Yeah, I'm just speculating. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Understood. Okay. Thank you very much. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. Thank you very much. All right. God bless you, my friend, and thank you for the call. Let's go right to Bill in Texas. God bless Bill. Welcome to the End Time Show. Uh, first, thank you for your show. Thank you. Um, so I have a question. Um, so with Christ's first coming, before his first coming, there was a lot of prophecies, a lot of scriptures, and in the same sentence, in the same paragraph, Christ, the Bible was talking about his first coming and his second coming. So it was really impossible to know the difference until he came and died on the cross. And then at that point, we understood that, oh, these scriptures were talking about two events. Right. So we also know that at the very end of the thousand years, uh, Satan's loosed, and there's a revolt a second time. And, he, you know, he goes out deceiving the nations. Yes. So I've always felt like, and this is what I wanted to get your opinion, I've always felt like part of the scriptures that we're looking for uh, to happen soon at Christ's second coming I think some of those happen at Christ's second coming, but I think some of the scriptures talking about events that will happen at the end of the thousand years. What's your opinion? Give me a specific scripture that you're referring to. Oh, so I'm, uh, I'm in my car. Um, okay. But so, yeah, so I... I you, yeah, go ahead. No, so the Bible's very clear on the ones that are pointing towards the second coming of Jesus Christ and then the ones that will occur at the time, at the end of the 1,000-year millennial reign. Go to Revelation 20. The Bible says when the 1,000 years are finished, Satan's loosed for a short period of time. He goes out to deceive the nations, and he brings the nations down to battle against uh, God at Jerusalem. But the Bible says there's no battle. God just simply consumes them with a fire from heaven, and then we move right, and then Satan is cast into the bottomless pit, where the Antichrist and the false prophet were cast a thousand years prior to that. And then we go straight to the, the earth is prepared for the great white throne of judgment. And so that's what happens at the end of the 1,000 year millennial reign. Um, is there a, that's why I'm asking, is there another scripture that you're referring to? Uh, no, not specifically. Just the fact that there is a revolt and yeah. um, that 
some some of the punishment that's that is given, I, I feel like could be split between just like with Christ's first coming, it was hard to understand that there was two events. It seemed like it, the, some of this could be split into two events for with his second and then the thousand year uh, coming. Okay, well, I I think that the two events that you're tra- were referring to being split was the first and the second coming of Jesus Christ. Cor- so Correct. you're saying in this next one, you think that the split would be the second coming and then the, after the 1,000-year millennial reign? Yeah, because, yeah. because there's a new Jerusalem, but there's people around the globe. There's Christians that are saved that, uh, now that are in the new Jerusalem, but I think that the, the world is repopulated with flesh and blood uh, outside uh, of, of the new Jerusalem. And those people will revolt. And, you know, God has to put that down a second time. You know, Christ puts that down. Now, he puts it down quickly, but I, I, I um, think that that revolts some of the, um, some of the punishment would, would be split between the two. Yeah. Um, I think that there is a judgment at the time of the second coming of Jesus Christ and the rapture. People are counted yep. worthy to come be with him, and people are, there are some that are left behind. But I think it's just I think it's too. Uh, and then of course there's a judgment that happens when the fire when the the um, the Lord consumes them with a fire from heaven. I, I don't know how it's split though. I just think it's a it's a timeline of events that this the after the one thousand year millennial reign that that's when those set of events occur. In other words, to me, the messianic prophecies about the coming of Messiah, when they say they were split into two events, he does come twice. However, some of them were focused on the first coming. Some of the prophecies were focused on the second coming. And so it's it's the same way with the second coming and what happens at the end of the millennial reign. It's just a big timeline that we follow from the Old Testament prophets from all the way from the beginning. The Messiah was talked about uh, all the way to the end when it's all wrapped up and we go off into eternity to the Lord after the great white throne of judgment. Um, I know we tend to split different things, but the only confusion comes in is where the Jews did not understand that the Messiah was going to come twice. And so I think that's where the confusion comes in. Other than that, it's just a set of events on a timeline. Um, and I, I think if we try to understand it from that perspective, it really helps us to, to, to make it a lot easier to understand, Bill. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I appreciate your time and appreciate your answer. Thank you very much, my friend. God bless you. You have a great weekend. Okay. So, again, I'm taking your calls, one 363 8463 I know uh, that they were having tech, uh, technical difficulties with the, all the live streams. And that may have cut down some of your all's ability to call and things like that. But um, let, me com- let me continue on with my scenario until we get another call here. This is the first time this has ever happened to me, by the way, uh, where I ran out of calls. Normally the thing's full. But uh, my father-in-law told me he, uh, years ago, Urban Baxter said, Dave, make sure, you, make sure you prepare an entire program because there may come a time when you run out of calls. And I said, has that ever happened to you? Yes. And I said, Really? He said, yeah, there's been times I've run out of calls. So, and I I knew that that was the fact. So anyway, uh, here we go. 
The, so we're talking about the Antichrist and the false prophet here. The Antichrist and the world government. The Bible says in Revelation 13, 5, he was given a mouth speaking great things and blasphemies, and he was given power to continue 42 months. The Antichrist is going to reign on the earth for three and a half years. It's telling us right here. It's very, and this will be the uh, Satan's kingdom on the earth. This is Revelation 13. It's revealing Satan's effort to establish a kingdom on the earth. The world government, world religion, and the mark of the beast are Satan's effort in the world to control every single person and get them to pledge allegiance and worship him. And guess what? Most of the world is going to. So the Bible tells us right here, and it tells us in many places, that he reigns 42 months, 1260 days, time, times, and half a time, time, times, and the dividing of time. The great tribulation is Satan's wrath. Okay? Verse 7, It was granted unto him, the Antichrist and his world governing body, to make war with the saints, to overcome them. Authority was given to him over every tribe, kindred, uh, every tribe, tongue, and nation, eh, eh, the entire world. Except for the nations, the Bible says, that will escape out of his hand. The Bible's very specific on that. Jordan, uh, Israel, and the United States. Mostly. Uh, you know, the... You say, well, will 100% of the United States not follow after him? Honestly, I believe that there will be people in the United States that will want to. Now listen at this. Let me comment on this just a second. There are people here in the United States that are very pro-world government. Okay? They are globalist. They believe in a world governing body. But the Bible says the eagle's wings will stand with and protect Israel against the world government in the end time. Now, could that be our UN Security Council uh, veto power? Possibly. And then maybe we don't have that anymore at the Battle of Armageddon because what happens, the Bible says we'll protect Israel all the way through the end time, but there is a, a, there is a way where the world governing armies are coming down to Israel to battle and the United States is not mentioned right there at the very end, the Battle of Armageddon. What happened to the United States? I do not know the answer to that. Did we lose, have we protected Israel with our UN Security Council veto power up to that point, and then maybe they've done away with that? I know there have been huge efforts to do away with the UN Security Council veto power. But we're, we're laying out an end time scenario here. What happens in the United States? Uh, because there are people here in the United States that will fully go into the arms of the Antichrist. But I believe there will be a lot that say no. And I'm going to be one of those people. I will never pledge allegiance to the Antichrist and I will never take his mark of the beast. And I hope you don't either because of programs like this. I've been part of the End Time family from the beginning over 30 years ago when my parents, Irvin and Judy Baxter, began ministry from the recliner in our living room. My name is Jana Robbins. I have the pleasure of connecting with our incredible partners every day. End Time is a small nonprofit that runs a high traffic website, a daily TV and radio show, the Prophecy College in Jerusalem, and more. Although we have less than 30 team members, we are able to serve tens of millions of people each month. We survive on the goodness of God and donations averaging about $50. If everyone hearing this message gave $22, our financial needs would be met for the year. If you only give to one cause per month, please consider 
partnering with End Time to help get the message of our soon coming King out to the world. Call us at 1-800-END-TIME to give today or go to endtime.com to become a monthly or one-time partner. All right, welcome back everybody. Let's go straight to the phones. Uh, let's go to Wayne in Washington. God bless Wayne, welcome to the End Time Show. Yeah, thank you. You can hear me, right? Yes, sir. Okay, so I just have a question that's uh, not really that important of a question, but I was just curious. Okay. So in uh, Revelation chapter 20, it talks about uh, when uh, Satan is released from prison and then he starts another war, tries to start another war, uh, yeah. The Gog and the Magog. Um, yes. Is that the only place that that war is talking about in the Bible? Is only there in Revelation 20, or is it somewhere else in the Bible? Yes, we the, there. So there's two separate uh, wars with Gog and Magog in the end time. When I was referred to as uh, there's one in the end time and there's one at the end of the millennial reign. They're two different things. The Gog and Magog war in Ezekiel 38 and 39 is referring to the Battle of Armageddon. Yeah. The Gog and Magog here in Revelation 20 is all the way at the end of the 1,000-year millennial reign. So they're two okay. different events. Right. Yeah. So the one in Revelation 20, the what I call World War V, I know that's not the right yeah. name for it, but that's the only place it shows up in the Bible is Revelation 20. It doesn't show up anywhere else. No. So this is the only, yeah, that's the only time that this uh, event shows up. And right there at the end of the 1,000-year millennial reign. Yes, correct. So it's not in Zechariah or somewhere no. else? No, not this, okay. not this specific event, no. Okay, and then the other question is Revelation chapter 9. Uh, somebody there, and if they're wrong, it's okay, but in Revelation chapter 9, is that the only place where World War III shows up? Uh, yes, that's correct. That's during the Sixth Trumpet War. That's the, only, that's the only place that that war shows up. Revelation 9, verse 13 through 21 uh, that's only mentioned once in the Bible. Okay. Thank yep. you so much. You guys have helped me so much. All right. All right. Thank you for I the call, I cannot thank you enough for what you've done, guys have done for me. Thank you. All right. Well, thank you, and you're doing a lot for us as well by listening. We certainly appreciate it. God bless you. Know, you your have show is incredible. You guys have an incredible show. Thank you. Thank you, my friend. All right. Um, let's go to Scott in Texas. God bless Scott. Welcome to the End Time Show. Hi, Dave. How you doing, my friend? Good. Good. Um, so I, um, I want to go back to a couple of the points that um, came up earlier. Yep. Um, the one with the melting of the elements and then Bill's thing of the split element of, uh, of Jesus coming back and then the millennial reign and then the end. Um, in, my, in my thinking of how I've looked at a lot of this, it seems that with the uh, fire from heaven, uh, Jesus takes out Satan and the world at the end of the millennial kingdom, that that is when First Peter, or, or Second Peter, whichever it is, um, with the melting of the elements is going to take place. Because it seems like that would be premature to happen at the Battle of Armageddon and um, to be involved in that. And then with the, um, the element of, that you brought up with uh, the eye sockets and the, th and, those kinds of, and the drying of the tongue and that kind of thing, um, that that really is probably going to be more neutron weaponry versus atomic weaponry. 
um, from the research I've done. Okay. And that would be a more limited element, wouldn't damage the earth to the same degree at the, that, in that particular battle. Um, so those two battle scenarios being separated, um, it's just kind of the thoughts I had. Yeah, okay. Well, um, the, reason I say, the reason I say that the elements will melt with a fervent heat in Second Peter is the battle of Armageddon because the Bible says this, uh, Scott, 2 Peter 3.10, But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, in which the heavens shall pass away with a great noise, the elements shall melt with a fervent heat, the earth also and the works therein shall be burned up. So when does the day of the Lord that comes as a thief in the night, when does that occur in your opinion? We typically think of that as being His second coming. That's correct. And in the aspect of those aspects. But if yes. you're going to have the earth and the heavens pass away, that doesn't happen until after the millennium. So there's a split there in that, in that verse, like there would be for the first and second coming, in, as it's talked about in Isaiah. So um, we have these back-to-back -back verses that are talking that way. Again, you can't get rid of the earth and the heavens and have the millennial kingdom. Yeah. So there's, there's got to be a... There's got to be something going on here yeah. that we're not seeing. Yes, that's so, correct. That's my thought. All right. Well, thank you very much, Scott. And the thing is, is that when the Bible says that um, there's going to be a new earth and a new heaven created, it's not talking about a physical new earth and a physical new heaven. You have to understand the terminology there. And plus, look at all the scriptures in the Bible that pertain to this. Because when you go to... Uh, Revelation chapter 20 and or I'm sorry uh, Revelation chapter 21 where it starts talking about a new heaven and a new earth it's talking about a like a great reset like they had after the flood and I could go back and prove this when we went into Isaiah but it's not talking about that time a physical new heaven and a physical new earth because when we talk about the new Jerusalem being established that's actually a symbolic view of the church and it's talking about the 1,000 year millennial reign. So we have to understand, we got to tie all the prophecies in here. That's why I can't look at 2 Peter 3.10 when it says that this event where the elements will melt with a fervent heat, that it says it happens at the day of the Lord when it comes as a thief in the night at the time of the second coming. I can't look at it as a new heaven, a new earth is going to be created right there at that point because I know the earth's going to be here for another 1,000 years. And so I have to tie all these scriptures into it um, to prove what this is saying here. And if I pull just one verse out, then I can kind of say, oh man, uh, you know, I kind of, I, I don't really understand this. But once we tie all the verses together, then it helps me to come up with this, um, with this, the, the interpretation of this prophecy. So you're saying you don't believe that there... You don't believe that it's actually going to be a literal new heaven and new earth? No, I don't. No, no. They, they, not at the time of the second coming, no. There's going to be a... The earth will be here for another 1,000 years. The physical right. earth, yeah. Agreed. So, but you believe at the end of that 1,000 years, when that final judgment happens, the sheep and the goats are separated, and all that's taken care of, um, that there will be a... Physical new heaven and new earth, or there will not 
No, so you're, you're at the end of the 1,000-year millennial reign, the earth is consumed by fire. And we have the great white throne of judgment, and then we go off into our eternal existence, whether you're in heaven or hell. That's after the great white throne of judgment. The new, right. the new, when, when we go, when, yeah, when you go back into Isaiah and he talks about a new heaven and a new earth, and when you tie these scriptures in here, he's talking about a great reset that happens at the time when the second coming of Jesus Christ occurs. It's almost like when the flood occurs. There was a great reset of the earth. Well, that's what's going to happen at the time of the second coming of Jesus Christ. And I don't have all the scriptures here in front of me, I mean, to tie it all together with Isaiah and everything. But that's, I, I can prove that scripturally that that's exactly what happens. No, I see it as the Millennial Kingdom says that there's going to be a change. That because the mountains have dropped, there will be the mountains. I mean, there's going to be a, a shifting of the land masses due to the earthquakes and the things that happen during the tribulational period. And with that aspect, where it's going to be restored. I get that part. Um, but there's seems to be a jump in thinking um, at the end of the Millennial Kingdom. And that's where I was just trying to clarify where you're at. So, okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I tell you what, I'll tell you what I'll do, Scott. I'll walk everybody through the whole thing next week on the program. Isaiah, and we'll go through Revelation, and I'll make sure that you understand it in great detail. How's that? That sounds good. Thank okay. you. Okay. Very good. Thank you for the call, my friend, and God bless. Um, where are we at? Deborah in Texas. God bless and welcome to the End Time Show. Hi, Dave. How are you today? I am doing tremendous. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you. I just had a, a real quick question. Um, a pastor I was listening to said that Gog and Magog means East and West. And I wanted to know what you thought about that. Well, so when he's talking about... Um, Ezekiel chapter 38 and 39 and Revelation 20, he said that refers to the east and the west? Yes. Okay, so I don't know who that was. I would not agree with that. Gog and Magog in Ezekiel chapter 38 and Revelation chapter 20 is referring to Russia and the leader of Russia. And the Bible said, that when you go to Ezekiel chapter 38, the Bible says, Son of man, set thy face against Gog, the land of Magog, the chief prince of Meshech and Tubal. Meshech being the root word for years ago for Moscow. And Tubal, there was the Tubolsk River in Russia. It's very clear that these are um, set the set the um, set thy face against Gog and Magog, the chief prince of Meshech and Tubal, and prophesy against him and say, Thus saith the Lord God, Behold, I am against thee, Gog and Magog, uh, the chief prince of Meshach and Tubal. I'm going to turn you back, put hooks in your jaws. And he brings all these nations, led by Russia, uh, down to the Israel at the Battle of Armageddon. There's um, Persia, which is modern-day Iran, Gomer, Eastern Europe, uh, Tog Togarma, which is Turkey. And so Russia is Gog and the leader of uh, Russia, Gog and Magog, and they're the ones that lead the charge at the Battle of Armageddon in Ezekiel 38 and 39. So when he says they're east and west, I'm not 100% sure what he's referring to. I would, I would be interested in hearing his teaching, uh, but I don't. that's not how we see the scriptures here. Okay. Well, if you don't mind me saying, I learned it from um, Shepherd's Chapel. 
Okay, I'm not familiar with that. It's in Arkansas, and um, they are on every morning in Texas on Channel 21 at 5 a.m. Okay. Um, but it's the dad who, who said it. The son is the preacher now because he passed away. But they do show the old ones, or you can even uh, look it up on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, uh, I, I would be happy to look into that, but I, I, I don't, I, it's not going to change what I think. Because I know right. that I no, know that. I, I mean, I appreciate it. I, I wanted to get your view on it. So yeah, yeah. yeah that definitely helped. Absolutely, uh, and I, I do appreciate that. And again, I'm not uh, saying anything against the man teaching it. I'm just saying I've never heard that before, and uh, I know that what we're teaching here is the truth. It's easily proven and documented. So um, that you know, that's that's what my opinion is on that. Okay, great. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate it. All right. God bless you and thank you for the call. Have a great weekend, Deborah. God bless you. Bye-bye. Okay. So, uh, wow. Okay. So my time's about gone here, everybody. And the thing is, here's one of the things I want to leave with you when we talk about this. And, and Scott had a great point. When we're talking about Isaiah and the book of Revelation and, uh, and Peter, when you're trying to figure out all these prophecies, uh, you've got to look at every verse and how it pertains to that. We go to 2 Peter 3.10. The Bible says that that event where the elements will melt with a fervent heat, that happens at the day of the Lord as it comes as a thief in the night. Well, when you start tying all those prophecies in, then you know the timing of when that happens. Uh, and so it helps to tie all these together. Now, I told Scott I would go through that next week, and I will do that. We'll do that here um, unless something major happens. I'll try to do that on Monday and walk you through all of that so we can tie in everything. And we'll go through the timing of all of it to make sure everybody understands what's going on. Because there's no point in even talking about this if you don't understand, right? And so I'll go through all that stuff on Monday unless we go into World War III. And then we're probably going to be talking about something else. Have a good weekend.